Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about horror movies on this show. We do, do, do we do it? Typically we do it twice a week, but since it's October, it's the month of Halloween, we're celebrating a little bit, and we're pumping them out a little bit more often than that. We're doing four mm. or five a week, uh, as it's turned out. Uh, plus we're doing a weekly Top 100 uh, in four parts over the course of the month. The first part of that is up, uh, 100 through 76 from both of us. Uh, interesting picks already, but I just that's all, everything that's going on in October. What this episode is going to be, of course, though, this is actually a, a kind of special episode because we had we usually have a vote every month for uh, for an episode on Patreon for our five dollar patrons, where they get to vote on one of the movies for one episode for the following month. Since it's October, we had two Patreon votes and a free vote, which was open for everyone, a public vote, uh, and right. this is the winner of that vote. The public vote, of course, was all werewolf mm-hmm. movies. And the winner, as you can see from the title, is The Howling. Hey. From nineteen eighty one, directed by Joe Dante. Mm-hmm. Amusingly, Joe Dante's won two votes this month. His <laughs> Gremlins won the the knee high mischief vote, and that's mm-hmm. also Joe, Joe Dante. He's a fan favorite. Appar- apparently, he is. Apparently, people like him. I like him a lot, actually. Uh, yeah. But so that's going to be The Howling. We'll start spoiler free in case you've not seen it, and you can get maybe a gist of the movie uh, before we start talking about heavy plot details. I think it's, it's, it's a nice courtesy to do that. Give you a chance to hear if it's any good or not. If you if you have if you've not went back and checked, yeah, you can you can do so. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I pause. I wait for Tim to hit me with some gold, and he just he just stares at me and goes, "Yep." And I'm left hanging. I'm left hanging. You know, I often I, I don't like to start until you know we get to the, to my usual kind of entrance line, but. It's oh, all right. Until I ask the question, is what you're yep. saying. Okay, mm-hmm. right. He's, he's waiting to be I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's when the curtain's pulled back. I come out. <laughs> that's when, you know, people listening start throwing their hands in the air and, you know, just dancing around like no one's watching. And that's so. C- come on, yeah. Tim. You should have said, <laughs> waving their hands around in the air like they just don't care. Surely that should have been where that sentence went. But that the thing is, though, people, the people do care, though. That's why they care. <laughs> That that I'm being introduced, so. <laughs> oh yeah, but the point is they don't care about who sees because maybe they're listening to this in their car and mm-hmm. they don't care who's seeing them waving their hands about. Uh, well, maybe the the traffic officer might have a problem with with them waving their hands about in the car. But. So is that what the, is that what the song is saying? Like, is it is it wave your hands in the air? Like wave them like you just don't care. Like, like you don't care that people see you. Because I always thought that it was kind of like. Just wave them like you don't care where your hands are. You can they can be in the air. They can be doing <laughs> crazy stuff. I I al- I always understood it as it's you just don't care who sees you looking like a tit. That that was how okay. I always read that that lyric. Mm. Uh, you just you don't you just don't care. You're just going to move because you feel the passion and you don't care who sees you doing it. Oh, interesting. That's an interesting take. <laughs> Let us know in the comments which version of the interpretation <laughs> of the song that you like more. Uh, so yeah, this is a werewolf movie, and the just of this one is that Dee Wallace plays uh, Karen, who is uh, a news anchor for a TV station, I think in LA, because uh, the name dropped that so, one point. Yeah. And but she's been targeted by a stalker who's been killing uh, women around the city, and she agrees to do like a sort of investigative journalist thing with the cops to help try and catch him. So we open with this this scene of her kind of going along with the the, the directions that he set. Uh, answering a phone call on a payphone, going to this this uh, porn theatre, this little porn shop, uh, mm-hmm. and it results in this sort of showdown where she is terrified, but the cops do shoot him before anything bad happens. That's kind of the setup. 
but she can't remember this. this this is like a traumatic experience for her where it gives her amnesia and she's having trouble she can't get back to work she's still like, too nervous she's seeing like visions of the guy in her sleep and she's she can't get back in front of the news desk she, you know it falls apart so her doctor recommends that she go and stay in the colony for a couple of weeks the colony <laughs> is this uh this retreat uh, up up at the coast and she goes with her husband and of course mm-hmm. the colony is full of wacky characters and that's all saying spoiler free but needless to say a werewolf or wolves uh, are bound to show up <laughs> at some point yeah. in the movie because that's what the movie's about uh, but that's the howling so I'll ask the question now, I assume you've both seen this before yes yeah, well, actually, it's kind of a funny story. The first time I saw this, um, I, I might have seen bits and pieces like growing up or whatever, but the first time I saw it in full was actually last year, I believe. Oh, it was really? either last year or the year before. And um, I didn't even plan on it. I actually bought a ticket to go see another movie, um, which, like, I bought the ticket not from like a specific theater but it was more like um this kind of company that puts on like little shows uh like they have like special screenings like here in la and stuff and so they're doing a screening of the fantastic four documentary uh about the 94 corman movie yeah okay and so i bought a ticket for that and every time i've I've bought a ticket like from these people it's always been at the egyptian out here uh so that's where i assumed it was so i bought the ticket i went there uh i scanned i gave them the ticket they scanned it they let me in and everything and then i sat down and i started hearing like a like a bunch of people around me like talk about werewolves <laughs> and i thought like <laughs> oh, that's kind of like, it's kind of weird like everyone's like talking about like werewolves and stuff and then uh you know the the i was like i thought someone mentioned the, how they're excited to see the howling or something and then i was like should I let me check something real quick? And then I checked like the show times for the theater and realized like, oh, I'm in the Howling right now. Like the other, the ticket I bought was like for some theater in like Santa Monica or something. And I just assumed it was at this one I almost always go to. Two but... things. Two things. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I'm amazed that they let you in with the ticket, but it's not for even that's that, what, that that's building. What I was surprised that's at, amazing yeah. to me. I, I don't get that at all. Uh, they just scanned it. Like, okay, you're in. Secondly, that for the first half of that story, I was planning and waiting until you finished, and then just saying, "That's not funny," because you said it was a funny story. But unfortunately, it was actually kind of funny, so I can't even do that. So now I'm upset at you for not even giving me my my joke that I was that I was building up to. You bastard. So anyway, we've both seen it before, so this is a repeat viewing for both of us. I was expecting a yeah from Tim, and he gave me but he, he gave me that story. Although, I, I gotta say, though, if I do ever end up in the wrong theater, uh, as long as they're showing a classic horror movie, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like... I'm, I'm, I'm sure you didn't go home crying. So, yeah. I'll ask the question. Tim, yeah. do you enjoy The Howling? Um, I, I do. Uh, it's not my favorite Joe Dante movie. It's not my favorite werewolf movie, but I think there is uh, some definite cool stuff in it. Uh, I like the beginning a lot. I like the ending a lot. I think it drags a little bit in the middle. But it's not too bad. It's not like a super long movie or anything. Uh, but there was, you know, one or two times, like, the stuff at the colony, um, I don't know, it's a little boring at times for me. But other than that, though, I think it's a pretty good movie. I've got a smirk in my face a little bit because I was <laughs> expecting to come out of this with you loving it and me saying some negative things. But you basically, no, you're not quite exactly, but basically everything you just said, 
I agree with to some extent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is really odd. I was not expecting us to be this in-tuned on this movie. Uh, <laughs> I would actually go one step further and say it's probably my least favourite Joe Dante movie. Okay. Uh, out of I the mean, ones I've I, seen. I think that's... I mean, that's fair considering that his other movies are really good. <laughs> yeah, it, it's partly because it's the least Joe Dante movie of his movies, if that, that makes yeah. sense. Like, it doesn't really feel like... I mean, Dick Miller's there. Obviously, Dick Miller's in all of his movies. So when he shows up, it's like, yeah, of course Dick Miller's in this. I was waiting for yeah. him. Also, the the guy that plays the, like, a uh, serial killer um, is from Gremlins 2. I was like, uh, oh, like, Joe Dante really... Wait, like, as in Gremlins the, the number two or Gremlins T-O-O? Uh, Gremlins the number two, the right. sequel to Gremlins, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I was just checking. Because <laughs> uh, it worked either way in that sense. Uh yeah. I, I, it's a frustrating one for me because I, 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 actually, I'm kind of the same boat. I really like the first chunk of it. I like the ending, uh, yeah. but some of the stuff at the colony does kind of drag on a little bit. And I, I think part of it is because there's not a whole lot of plot once they get there. It's just kind of yeah, weird. These people are weird, and then eventually werewolves. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically it, what happens there. But it's not like it's really not like they're doing weird werewolf stuff or at least at first uh, it, it seems like it's kind of supposed to be more of a joke about like you know because this is in the 70s and so i feel like hippies and communes were kind of a you know bigger thing back well, then so i think it, it's kind of trying to poke fun at that the movie came out in 81 just to oh it did oh i thought it was like 70s no, no, right. 81 so even shooting time they probably shot it in 1980 at the latest or the earliest okay. color, so yeah well, uh, yeah, I wonder then maybe, I mean, I don't know. It's right at the start of the decade, like, so it could have been a holdover yeah. of that stuff. But it's a, That kind of like self-help, you know, gurus kind of stuff. Uh, I don't know, I got the sense that it was kind of making fun of those things a little bit. But yeah, it's not like crazy werewolf stuff is really going on that much until you know, maybe like the last third or so. I think what was so funny to me about this is I always heard about this one as like one of the main werewolf movies, and it's funny because it came out around the same, I mean, even in the same year as uh, American Werewolf in London, which mm-hmm. you know is a better movie. And of course, we'll do that at some point on the show. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Don't worry, it's just, it's not been forgotten. Uh, but it, it's funny to me that they came out around the same time, and that this one is definitely the weaker of the two. Um, it's. It's got some really cool moments, like you said. It's, it's and I like D. Wallace a lot, and there's a couple of other yeah. cast members that I quite like as well. Uh, I like mm-hmm. the, there's like when they go to the colony, there's like two other people. There's this other couple who work at the TV station. Oh right, yeah. Who investigate? Because the, the, the guy that uh, like was uh, was stalking her at the start. My cats are my cats are <laughs> running around behind me. Uh, mm-hmm. Forgive them. Uh, but like the guy who's stuck on at the start, who like ends up like getting shot by the police, like his body disappears, and of course he's he's kind of involved in the werewolf stuff, and he, they're kind of investigating it. And whenever it cut to them, I was actually much more into the movie. Like every time it cuts to them, oh yeah, and they're watching old werewolf movies, or they're going to like mm-hmm. check out books about you know lycanthropes and their crazy occult shops and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like whenever they were doing all that stuff, I was really into it. It's actually it's kind of funny, but the the main characters at the at the you know this getaway. Or, or is that is actually probably the most boring stuff in the movie until it really gets yeah. going later on? Like, yeah, because the like the other couple that's investigating, they're actually doing like interesting stuff and moving the plot along, and then the yeah, they, the other like they, yeah. they're actually doing. It's like whereas our main character is just at this colony, just kind of like trying not to be mentally ill. So she's trying to get over yeah. our you know our trauma, but she's just 
waiting for things to happen. She's just reacting to the characters around her. There's not real driving force where it's this other couple who are investigating it. They're actually, you know, they're like, no, we're trying to figure this out. We're trying to do things. We're trying to, yeah. you know, they find the, the killer's room and they look at all of his paintings that he's done and it's kind of creepy and it's like, oh, what's going on? And, uh, and I like that it's like a weird serial killer movie, but also a werewolf movie. I like that kind of combination. But um, yeah, I like, like it. The, and That's actually this... one of the things I love about the opening, like twenty minutes or fifteen oh, yeah, minutes, yeah. is that it's, it it feels like just a grimy, you know, late seventies, early eighties thriller about a serial killer, like in a city, and she's like walking around the streets, like wondering where he is. Is he watching her? Like it's super creepy. It's actually part of the best sequence of the movie, and it has yeah. absolutely nothing to do with a werewolf. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, and then yeah, like it, oh. I'm... Yeah, I guess we'll wait to get into spoilers, but oh yeah, you, um, you, you're going for the goods right there. You're going right for the job. <laughs> it was. I was going to mention something in the beginning, but I was like, well, just to be safe, we'll, we'll get to it later. That's fair. But yeah, like even the stuff with the the main character, like you said, like uh, I like Dee Wallace a lot. She's great in it. But um, you know, when you're watching a horror movie about werewolves and you have you know two characters that are like investigating werewolves and are in trouble and, and blah 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 then the other main character is just like yeah i feel bad for her obviously uh but yeah all of it is you know her just kind of recuperating and you know trying to get better like you said and, and yeah that you, could be a good drama but not for a horror werewolf movie yeah there's some like there's a there's like someone gets attacked and i think there's a coyote on the list so they go out hunting and stuff well it's just it's, it's it's kind of just a dull section of the movie. It picks when it yeah. starts to pick up is when uh, Terry, the the female and the the couple who have been investigated, she comes up to the the colony as well. They're both going to come up, but he stayed back for some of us TV's business, and she comes up on her own first. When she comes up and she starts to like investigate up there, it start it starts to pick up because it starts to connect to all the stuff she's been investigating and in, like the other part of the movie back in the city. And she's you know looking into the old places out here. She notices some things that connects it to other stuff and. Like, that's where it kind of starts to pick up, and it's actually kind of around there with me. It's funny, actually, because the movie is, like, 90 minutes long, which is fine. That's, you know, good length for a horror movie. Nothing wrong with that. But the reason why I meant bring that up is that you don't actually get, like, a proper werewolf scene, per se, until maybe an hour in. And mm. then it's right after that that our main character... It's almost like if in Halloween, Michael Myers only killed one person... And then Laurie found out about him, and it was the final chase right after. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like that where it just does, like it takes it's a lot of building, and then it like it just it's on a rush to the end. It's like I feel like I'm more interested if they discover there's a werewolf early on, which is why I think the other couple investigating are more fun because they actually, even though they don't know for sure there's something like that going on, they at least think the killer believes in this stuff and it's related yeah. to what he was doing and they're the looking into it. But well, like. Or I feel like you should have had the main character, like, you know, wanted to maybe investigate this killer. And I mean, she's a, a, a journalist, so maybe she wants to do a story on him or something. And then, yeah, trace roots, uh, you know, back, like, traces roots back to the colony and then go undercover there as part of an investigation. And then I feel like you could do more interesting stuff and, like you said, be more proactive, yeah, as opposed to. Yeah, just going there to get better. A, a big part of like the, the plot between the, the main couple for the, the bulk of the movie is that she's not ready to have sex after our encounter. Because it's a very sexual... This guy had been raping people and he was showing her a rape and it, he was implying he was going to do things to her. So it was a very sexual, yeah. uh, you know, a dangerous sexual encounter. And 
Uh, that theme runs throughout the movie. The whole idea of wolves being the animal side and let your animal side out and all that. Obviously, all that thematic stuff is kind of just ingrained into it. But, like, she's not ready to do anything. And, he, and the husband's cool with it. He's not an asshole. Uh, but th- then later on, she wants to do stuff and he doesn't. And it's it just, like... Right, we get it. Okay, they're not having sex. Okay. Yeah. And you kind of see there starts being some flirting and stuff going on between the husband and this other girl that's at the colony. You say girl. Then, it's actually, the correct word is nymphomaniac. They actually well, diagnose her. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, and it, I, um, I was going to say, like, there are some kind of, like, fun characters in the colony. Um, but, I don't know, it's... It doesn't really do much to make it that exciting, I guess. But. Yeah, I think the sad truth is that a good, probably fifty to sixty percent of the movie takes place in this colony, um, and it's the least interesting part, and it's that's kind of where it drags it down, uh, unfortunately. But the stuff at the start and the end is pretty good. The investigation from the other couple, whenever it cuts to, it's pretty good. Uh, the werewolf itself, um. It's kind of hit and miss. Sometimes I, I thought it looked really good, but there was a couple of weird shots where they'd use like claymation or something like that. <laughs> like they, they thought we wouldn't notice if it was like silhouette, so it was just like a sort of claymation or cartoon almost. And I'm like, yeah, that stuck out a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, it's well, a bit weird. It 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 kind of sucks, but um, I can't help but judge like every werewolf I see to American Werewolf in London, and um, yeah, like the transformation sequences, they are good, but it is that kind of thing, especially with them, you know, being around the same time frame. It's like, all right, that looks good, but it's not American Werewolf in London good. Do you, do you know my favorite part of the transformation is actually the part that I really like, which I don't think American Werewolf in London does, but it's been a long time since I've watched it. Mm-hmm. Is I like the whole idea of the 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 snout actually like pulling out. Oh yeah, that is like my favorite part of it because it's like <laughs> because I mean some werewolves don't have that snout in movies like they design it like not to have it but this werewolf yeah. has a proper like sort of dog snout and I like that it actually stretches out and you can see the sort of the gums like stretching out and the mm. like it's a really cool little effect uh, and there's another part as well where like a hand gets cut off in werewolf oh, form yeah. and then it transforms into a regular hand and I thought that looked really good yeah so so there's some cool effects uh, sprinkled throughout uh, yeah like I, I would say it looks good but it's not going to be the best werewolf effects you've ever seen. So some American werewolf in London bias going on, uh, coming from Tim's side of the screen here. I can't help it. It's like the, I don't know, there's something about that's so specific that it. I can't yeah, help but no. judge every other like werewolf movie. I get you, I get you. Uh, it's almost a shame to this movie that it wasn't a couple of years earlier, just so it could have a bit of time in the sunlight. Yeah. Before or the moonlight, I should say, given we're talking about werewolves. <laughs> uh, before you know, American Werewolf came along and stole its cheese. But yeah, here but, we uh, are. I, yeah, I, like you kind of saying earlier, like I don't want to shit on it too much because uh, I think there is definitely good stuff there, and it is yeah. a shame because I, I think it could have you know easily been tweaked, um, you know, a little bit to make it you know a little more exciting and uh, and whatnot, and it could have been more of a classic. Um, I, I feel like it does get brought up as being a classic a lot of the times, but I wonder if it's just because... There's not that many great werewolf movies that just... Yeah. They, they have to fill out that list a little bit, so it's like, let's put in the howling, even though yeah. it's only okay, but just put in the howling. Yeah, because like, if, if you're doing, like, you it's, know... Actually, Tim, do you know what I think it is? Yeah. I think it's the poster. It's got a fantastic poster. Oh, poster's great, yeah. Poster and title. The title, the, the howling's a great name, the poster's fantastic, mm-hmm. you know, it's the claws ripping through the 
the the fabric, and you can see the wolf behind the claw marks. Yeah, great, fantastic poster. I'll I'll uh, agree to that. Um, I w- I would also say, again, not going to give anything away, but you know, we mentioned that we like the ending, and I would say there's like the ending, and then there's like the last you know five minutes of the movie. And I always forget how crazy, like, the last five minutes of the movie are. Yeah, and, uh, and, and we're talking I, I really about, love that. <laughs> yeah, and when we're talking about how good the ending is, I think we're talking about that last five minutes, right? Yeah. That's, that's what yeah. we're talking about. Like, the stuff before that's okay, it's fine, it's kind of what you'd expect it to end like. But yeah, there, uh, there's, like, the normal horror movie ending where you have the yeah. kind of the showdown between the heroes and the werewolves and stuff. But then there's a last couple of minutes where you're like, Wow, I don't think I've ever really seen any other horror movie do this, and it's kind of awesome. It's, it's a shame. I, I don't think it's 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 set up as it could. Like, I feel like if they have to set it up better, it would really mean more. I mean, it's cool for what it's doing. It's great. Sure, but yeah. it's like if they'd really set up that this was oh, okay. Full spoilers. Full spoilers okay. down for the hell. <laughs> I feel like we've, we've done enough spoiler uh, non spoiler talk right, now. Yeah. So spoilers for the hell. So so the end of the movie is that Diaz's character she finally gets the courage to come back and. Uh, like going back on TV, and just before we cut like cut cut forward to her on the TV station, she says as they're driving away from after the encounter uh, with the only other survivor uh, being Chris, the guy from the you know the other couple who you know came in to save the day for the last chunk mm-hmm. of the movie. She's like, "Oh, we need to find a way to make people believe this has happened." And there's a little bit earlier on when they discover it's like everyone at this place is a werewolf, and it's like this cult, and they're all together, and uh, which I wasn't too keen in that twist that everyone here is a werewolf. I was alright with it. I don't know. It's it's yeah. one of those things. I, I I kind of hate there's a whole twist where the whole town's in on it. Usually, I'm I'm I'm, I'm usually not satisfied with that for some reason. I th- I think it might be weird if it was like a like a big town or something. But if it's like oh this this little kind of commune thing, mm. I, I think I'm a little more okay with that. Yeah, that's 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 fair. I don't for whatever reason I've just never been like a huge fan of that twist. Uh, whenever, whenever, whenever I see a movie going that direction, I'm just kind of like, okay, let's get it over with. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't say there's not good examples of it. There are, but I just typically it's one of those things where when I smell it, when I when I sniff it out, I'm like, mm, yeah. I'm not in the mood for this. Yeah. I think it, it can it can be done pretty poorly mm. um, a lot of the time, but yeah, yeah, it's just it's just a taste thing. I'm just not a big fan of it. But uh, so she she basically goes on the news and she reads a statement about this this. Because I think the implication is is that there's not just this group that there's you know there's maybe secret groups of werewolves all over the place and they're all trying to hide. Oh, that was the doctor's thing. The doctor who brought her here in the first place, he's like, no, no, we we have to not just go out, go about killing humans the way that we used to because we'll get noticed. The be- the best mm-hmm. thing for our survival is to be invisible and just no one ever knows we exist. But yeah. she, and that's the one sort of thing that set this up where I feel like if they'd really set up that they'd done such a good job of convincing people there's no such thing as werewolves that this yeah. ending where she goes on TV and we basically find out that she got better cut at one point and she transforms into a werewolf live on TV uh, <laughs> it's re- really quite uh, amazing and and then <laughs> then Chris shoots her on live TV yeah. <laughs> it's insane that they go that far to be like oh yeah we're gonna yeah show you to the entire well, I guess not the entire world probably just whatever that you know, um, that channel reaches, but still to show that, and then they show like all the people watching it, and then uh, that's crazy enough in of itself. And then to have Chris actually shoot her, yeah, I was like, whoa, like, 
Yeah, but then, then she they might cut... be in control of it. Like, <laughs> and they cut to various people who have met, like Dick Miller's character. He's watching. He's like, oh geez. Yeah. <laughs> and, but it, it gets to this bar, and the guys are just like, ah, oh, what they do with special effects these days. And then another guy's like, yeah. nah, it was real. She turned into a werewolf in the shot, but he doesn't care. Like it's just this <laughs> apathy. And I almost feel like this ending, this like this message of apathy, is kind of a little bit tacked on. I don't know if I really got this as much throughout the movie as is, is at the mm. end. I feel like it feels a little more Joe Dante than the rest of the movie does. Oh, that's that's absolutely fair. Yeah, it does. Uh, and then we see that the, the nymphomaniac characters actually survived, and she's getting a rare burger. And we actually end the credits play over this, this burger being cooked. Yeah. So, there you go. Of course, we skipped a lot of the movie there. Yeah. We but went straight I, I just to think the ending. That's like, <laughs> yeah, it's just really cool, though. I can't think of you know many other movies that have done something like that, like you know a movie where you just like you know freddy is just like all over tv screens or you know something like that where it's like oh hey like we had this really weird horrific experience but we just showed it to you know millions of people hmm. uh, so i think it's a pretty cool idea yeah because i think a lot of the werewolf stuff in the middle of the movie is just pretty typical really there's not a lot to make it stand out whereas that is a unique idea as is the whole idea that this werewolf's pretending to just be a serial killer for like you know oh, the public because yeah. uh, I, I do think that opening 15-20 minutes of her like on this sting like you know being followed by the stalker and then you know the scene in the, 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 the little porn theatre where he's behind her but he's like don't turn around like, yeah I think that's a yeah especially creepy the, his performance and the way he's cast in shadows and um, yeah you kind of get the sense that there is something like weird about him like you can't really see him like transformed but um, I don't know, maybe it's because I saw the movie before or something, but like, yeah, you know, I, I got the sense like, oh, like there's something wrong with him, but you can't really see. And then, uh, yeah, you know, when he gets shot or whatever, he turns back to human. But it's kind of funny how after that though, the movie stops being creepy. Like once it gets to werewolves, it's just oh, yeah. like, oh yeah, it's just a werewolf movie. That's fine. Yeah, but that opening is legitimately really creepy, and I almost mm-hmm. wish they'd just ran with that idea even more. Like, if it was just, like, the whole movie was, like, a serial killer movie, but you gradually found out over the course of the movie that maybe there's something else. You know, and I, I probably could have done with just him as the werewolf, because the mm. other, like, really good part that I like is, you know, when he comes back, um, you know, uh, what's uh, the friend's name, Terry? Yes. Uh, yeah, so, like, when she's investigating and, you know, he's kind of gets up and transforms and... Uh, oh wait, no. He transformed in front of uh, the other girl, right? Yeah, for, he, he transformed in front of D. Wallace after the fight, but he attacked Terry first. Oh, he attacked her first. Yeah, okay. And then, like, yeah, when he's transforming in, in front of D. Wallace's character, like, I thought that was actually pretty creepy. Again, and he he goes back to being that like weird serial killer, and because yeah, it's, it's very menacing. Yeah, he starts off as a human being first, though, and like taunts her and like tells her, you know, just talks to her first and taunts her. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of like that when he sh- this is just a little moment of humour which again it's like it kind of goes against me taking it seriously as a horror movie but when, it, when he shows up in front of Terry in the same room earlier on t- she's looking through the files she's on the phone to Chris and she's looking through the files and she's sort of filing through them she's pulling them out and checking them I'm looking for the file on this guy I'm trying to find it and then the werewolf hand just comes down and pulls it out Yeah. <laughs> and then she looks up and it's like, the werewolf's there uh, it's, it's 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 so goofy. I laughed out loud, and yeah. I think it's supposed to be funny. I, I don't think it's an unintentional thing, but yeah. um, it's almost like it, the movie's fighting with itself. It's like the Joe Dante side of the movie's fighting with the horror movie side of the movie. Yeah, 
I wonder if he was um, maybe if it was because one of it's one of his earlier movies that yeah you know, he, he might have been a little more constrained. Yeah, maybe maybe it's just a case if he was hired to make a, a werewolf horror movie and it wasn't necessarily his idea or like you know whatever I don't know maybe maybe it was maybe it's just him it was his feet it was actually based on a book which I didn't realize oh, really? at first but I was um yeah doing like a just a little bit of glancery uh, research and uh, I noticed oh based on a book but uh, I think the book's supposed to be pretty different though yeah just just some half ass research from Tim pretty much <laughs> I'm not gonna put my full effort into it. <laughs> Uh, obviously, the husband gets bit at one point, and he, you know he, he turns down the, the nymphomaniac repeatedly. He's, he's not interested until he's bit, and then he has that animalistic instinct. And that's the other thing he he's been saying all movie he doesn't eat meat, and then once he's been bit, he's like, "Oh, this chicken's great! Oh, I'll, I'll eat anything!" <laughs> oh, yeah. he's, he's then to it, but he ends up wandering off in the middle of the night, full moon. He meets the nymphomaniac at, at, at the like a you know a fire, a uh, campfire. And they just disrobe in front of each other, you know, full frontal nudity, and they have sex, but they transform whilst having sex, which I'll give them werewolf this. Sex. Werewolf sex. I'll give them this. Transforming during sex is actually at least visually kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you cool. know, so, you know, it, it, again, it's, it's got that moment, it's got the first 15 minutes, it's got the ending, it's maybe got, like, you know, like, let's like say when he transforms in the sort of doctor's office in front of D. Yeah. Wallace, that seems pretty good. Uh, I like the investigative stuff, you know, because they go and find, go get the body at the morgue, and it's it's disappeared, which is the first time we go, okay, he's a werewolf. <laughs> he's got up yeah. and left, and they they find the old werewolf movies. They're actually watching the Wolfman at one point, lying in bed, and that that's a fun little kind of nod to you know werewolf yeah. movies of old. Which I I think which is you know I think Joe Dante's probably a fan of that movie. He's probably like a fan of these oh, old sure. movies. That's probably why he took this job, I would imagine. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so yeah, you, you got those things, and I like that, and I like that you know they, they find these drawings, and like the drawings match this part of the country when they, when you know she goes up there and she sees oh he was here, he was part of these people, uh, yeah. and it, I think at that point it's like the only way this could all tie together and make sense is if the doctor's in on it and he wanted her here because she was connected to it, uh, yeah. and of course it goes that way and it's fine, but like I don't know the, the twist just didn't uh, excite me very much. Yeah, I mean it works, it just doesn't excite me. I guess is what I'd say about it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Even the, um, like you said before, the ending, it's okay, but it's nothing great. You know, basically, you know, the friend shows up, uh, you know, he has a gun with some silver bullets and they kind of just hold everyone back and then... I actually have know, a criticism about that to an extent, actually. Mm-hmm. So he shows, he, he goes to back to Dick Miller's store because uh, he knew he had silver bullets and he, he just grabs the whole box and like leaves him some cash and mm-hmm. he drives up and it's a, it's an okay sort of race against the clock. He's trying to drive there in time to like hopefully save people. And he you know he doesn't save his his girlfriend, but he managed to save obviously uh, D. Wallace's character. But uh, my problem with that is is that this final whole chunk of the movie, he's got this gun that's just loaded with silver bullets, and he's just taking out werewolves left and right. And I felt like they didn't try and kill them enough without them first to make this feel like it's satisfying because. You never really see them try to kill any other werewolves. You see the one hand get cut off, but you never see people really shoot at werewolves or stab at werewolves or anything else. Yeah. So the first time you see anyone try, they succeed and just kill them easily with one shot. That's a good point, yeah. And <laughs> it's not like a lot of build-up. Yeah, it just made them feel like they weren't that threatening because he just he walked in and he started taking them out one by one. Just like, boom, boom, boom. You're yeah. down, you're <laughs> down, you're down. And then they set the barn on fire with them all inside. Mm-hmm. Uh and that's uh, that's pretty much it. And then, of course, we have the the sort of the, the actual good ending, which is the TV yeah. stuff afterwards. But that's the whole thing. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. It's a yeah. It's a, it's a little bit of a shame because I think I do want to like it more. I do too. That's um, the thing. I, I I feel like, and again, you look at the poster, you hear the name, oh, this must be good. Mm-hmm. And every time I watch it, I'm a little bit disappointed that it's not as good as yeah. I think it is in my mind. Yeah, it, it's definitely like it's it's something that I enjoy, and I, I wouldn't mind watching it occasionally. It's not like going to be a oh, you know, I watch this at least once a oh, year. Oh yeah, it's, like, it's not a bad movie. Like that, that's not yeah. what I'm saying. It's just. I think it's easier to focus on what things don't work because it feels like, mm-hmm. oh, this could be good, but these are the things that aren't working. Yeah. Now, uh, have you seen any of the sequels? Do you know what? I have not. But now that we've done the first one, I feel like we're kind of... I. It's one of those movies where I I always forget how many sequels there oh, are. Oh, there's like six or seven. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Uh, honestly, now that we've done this one... Because there's some other movies we're doing this month that might be kickstarting some franchises that will maybe work our way through monthly. I feel like we're kind of, you know, inclined to do the rest of these oh, sure. now. Yeah. The, so, I, I think I've seen some of the other ones, but I forget which ones. Uh, I know I've seen the third one, which is the Australian yeah, knockoff. I have seen none of them, but I do know that the second one has Reb Brown and Christopher Lee in it. So I oh, am okay. excited as shit to see that one. Does that one take place in a castle? I don't know, but I, I, the I one thing I, I do know just from a bit of like you know just ancillary knowledge yep. that I've picked up is that for some reason they forget what the rules for werewolves are, and all of the rules <laughs> are actually vampire rules. And you can tell whoever made this wanted to make a vampire movie, but they were told we're making a werewolf movie. But for some reason, it stakes through the heart and it's sunlight. <laughs> uh, that's actually pretty good. I'm excited for that. <laughs> so uh, look forward to the Helling Two probably sometime in November because. Uh, yeah. we're, we're probably going to work through the franchise and I know that the newest one like the seventh one or whatever it is is like a Twilight knockoff so I'm really excited about that oh God. is it one of those franchises that didn't have any for a long time and then had like a seventh one in 2006 or something like that oh it was newer than that it was like 2012 or something like oh my god Jesus <laughs> there's this directed video oh. Twilight knockoff is that I can't wait I can't wait to see how bad that is. But there we go. That that has been. That would be. <laughs> I'm sorry. That would just be so good if like the Howling Two was like the Howling Two Curse of the Vampire or something like that. It's called a. The Wrath of Dracula. Oh, no, I because it's got a funny title actually. <laughs> is, is it showing up in the recommended here? Hold on, I'll find it. I'll find it just a second. It's something about your sister. Your sister's a werewolf or something. <laughs> your sister is a werewolf. Yes, that's actually <laughs> Howling Two. Your sister is a werewolf. What the? F- <laughs> I don't <laughs> I do not okay. remember that title. That 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 can't be like the actual US title. <laughs> it's the actual title. Uh, I think there was an alternate Jesus. title. I'm just let me see if I can get the alternate title. Uh, <laughs> your what, what brother I... might be a werewolf as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um... Ah, the Australian title... Uh, Marsupials. No, 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 that's the later, third one. That's, that's a later one. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, the, the other title... There's also... Actually, there's also... In fact, the US has like four titles for this. It's got The Howling <laughs> 2, It's Not Over Yet. The Howling <laughs> 2, Bark at the Moon. The Howling 2, <laughs> She-Wolf. Okay. Um, but my favourite, uh, which is in a different, couple of different countries, is Howling 2, <laughs> Steerbat Werewolf Bitch. okay that's the best one uh but no so look forward to that sometime in about a month or so 
uh, give or take. I mean, if we have to, if we get a lot of new releases, they might get pushed a little bit. But we're definitely probably going to hit all the rest of these sequels now over the next few months. But there we go. Now that it's on my radar, because I don't want to leave it too long. I want to be able to remember the previous movies when we get to them. So, you know, probably about once a month or so, uh, we'll maybe work through these. But there you go. So that is the Howling. I'm sorry, if you're a big fan of this movie, if you actually think it's a classic, I apologise if we come into this being kind of down on it. But uh, honestly, it's just an okay movie. So I, I guess we need to rate it, actually, before yeah. I do my wrap-up. Well, so. If anyone does think it's a classic, I wouldn't argue with them. Uh, especially if you're a big fan of werewolves. But Tim, yeah. what do you rate the Howling out of 10? Uh, it is a little difficult, because... Um, yeah, I don't want to go super low, but again, like we said, don't love it. Um, so I think I'm going to give it a six, which is still respectable, um, but mm-hmm. not amazing, not great. It's just I, a little better than okay, I think. Yeah, I think I have to even slightly nudge it to a down to a 5.5, and I feel yeah. bad saying that because I love Joe Dante, and there's a couple of great moments in this. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, like watching it again, I really feel like that that middle like forty five minutes or so, like from from when they get to that island, because it it actually cuts to one of the the old guys at the colony laughing when we transition to it. As soon as it cuts to that, for the next like forty forty five minutes, like I was just kind of bored and yeah. zoning out. I was you know dozing off a little bit. I was checking my Twitter. I was you know I just wasn't into it. And it's, that's fair. It's kind of a shame. Uh, I wish I liked it more. I, I really do, but there you go. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think we still had a lot of positive things to say about it. Oh, and, we, do, we do. Yeah, it's, it's not a terrible movie. I, I think it's just slightly above okay. And you know, if, if five yeah. is dead in the middle, five is dead average. Then five point five is it's just a little bit better than that. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> so there you go. Um, but yeah, so my least favorite Joe Dante movie uh, out of the ones I've seen. Uh, and that that includes Shame. that includes small soldiers, baby. I, I mentally, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I liked mm-hmm. that when I seen it, so I'll stick up for it. Uh, I always forget he did that, but uh, yeah, I liked that a lot as a kid as well. Actually, I think um, uh, when we did Gremlins, I was watching it on Netflix, and right after it, the next thing that popped up was like, "Hey, why don't you check out Small Soldiers?" And I was like, mm, "Maybe I will." Netflix, <laughs> maybe after I will. October. <laughs> <laughs> so but I don't, I don't count it as a horror movie, so. Oh, I wouldn't. Yeah. Even though they kind of treat, yeah, it's, it's kind of got a horror movie structure. It's just not a horror theme. It's not a horror type of character or anything like that. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, so that that is uh, that is the howling. So let us know what you think of it in the comments. Uh, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash TV. Of course, we mentioned you get to vote once a month at the $5 tier. Uh, you get some other stuff as well. You also listen to the new commentary track tier. Uh, the first two commentaries for October, because this is the first month we've done it, they're up for free uh, for everyone. If you just go over to patreon.com slash TV, you can access them. Even if you're not a patron, you can just check them out and try them. Uh, starting in November, they will be behind the new tier, along with uh, weekly TV commentary tracks for Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, from me. Uh, the, the, the audio commentary for the movies, there's one solo one, one a month from me, and then there's a group one once a month from me, Tim, and maybe Matt. So, uh, yeah, so you can check those out. The first two are up. Uh, Halloween for the solo one, and Darkness Falls for the the uh, the group one, which uh, you know they won't always be horror movies, admittedly, but in this case they both are. <laughs> Just because mm-hmm. it was October, it made sense. Do some horror yeah. movies. So 
yeah, that that is that is us. So, uh, by all means, check all that stuff out. And uh, thank you once again for watching. Keep watching TV. Uh, TV? No, movies. Horror movies. Scary movies. I'm forgetting mm. what show I'm doing. Thanks very much for watching, guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs>